What's it like being on site as a woman? It was like well, it's like walking into school on your first day, but you don't know anyone, you don't know where anything is, you you actually don't know anything about the job. Um, it's to everything's totally alien to you, and there's no other women either, so it's all men as well. So like, there's nobody like you in the industry, and then you don't know anyone like you that does yeah. it either. There's only a handful, isn't there? That's off the top of our heads. So yeah, having a woman um, come in to do the podcast on a property channel. It's amazing. Welcome to another podcast from me, Stephen Hamilton. And today I have a very, very, very special guest. And I'm going to let you introduce yourself. Oh, thank you. Well, thanks for having me. I'm Charlotte Edwards and I am the accidental female developer on Instagram. Okay. You might as well explain that. Okay. Everybody wants <laughs> to know. So explain where the name came from, please. Okay, so I build houses for a living. I'm a property developer um, and I've been doing it for like two and a half years now. Um, basically, I accidentally came into it because uh, both my dad and my brother passed away very suddenly. They had a family business where they were building houses. Um, at the time that they, they both had cancer, passed away within five months of each other. They were both super healthy as well, so it wasn't, you know, it was, ve it was very it was unexpected, shock. yeah. Um, they had bought a piece of land for 25 houses with planning permission. Um, and yeah, and, and they'd taken out a bank loan for that as well. And then they both both passed. Um, I'd never been involved in the family business. Nobody else had been involved in the family business. It was just those two. Yeah. They didn't have any computers. Like everything was in their head on the mobile phones. It was pretty old school. Um, and I was left in the position where I had to leave my job as I was doing like freelance marketing and PR um, and learn how to build houses. Wow. So yeah, that's so what I had to do. Circumstances threw you in at the deep end. Yeah, it's fair to say that. Yeah. And it was, this was end of 2019, November 19. So just before, co like people were talking about this disease in China that was like possibly coming over so yeah. it was all a bit uncertain I think we just had Brexit um it wasn't the best time okay. it was probably the worst time to start yep. <laughs> okay so you said you was the accidental female developer. yeah do you have any siblings I my brother that passed and my sister lives in the Bahamas okay so it was just <laughs> you left with it all it was just me I've got my mum um we help each other out as well. Yeah. So, yeah. So you did was your mom involved in the business at any stage? Or? She was always like that traditional um they had that traditional dynamic my mum and dad okay. where she was like in the background um maybe doing a bit of paperwork or that kind of thing. Yeah, but no day-to-day -day real involvement. Not not really no not not on the she very rarely stepped foot on a development site. Okay. And growing up, was you around it a lot or was you kind of shielded from it? Um, in the early days, I think when my dad first started out, like my mum and dad were building houses on a weekend. So they'd buy a building plot, work their week jobs, and then they'd be doing it on a weekend, you know. So they was, they I don't remember, but they were telling me I was like literally in the trenches playing yeah. um, while they were like digging holes and stuff. So I don't remember any of that. But yeah, apparently I was around it a lot when I was little. So it's in the genes though? Apparently so. It must be because it didn't come naturally, though. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna okay. lie. <laughs> so, what are some of the difficulties you found? So, when when obviously the situation was horrendous, mm. and no one can really understand that unless they've been through it, what you went through. Yeah. Um, and then obviously you have to deal with 
a lot of stuff. Forget the development and forget the houses and all the all the all the debt as well. I'm presuming that's, that's yep. including it all. You have to deal with your your mother first and mm-hmm. help her and yourself, mm-hmm. family members. Get through all the the bits and pieces, which take months and months and months to get all sorted. Then when you're sitting down and you're like, wow, I have this piece of land here now with 25 houses. What made you go? I'm going to build these houses. Why didn't you just say I'm going to sell it with the the permission and you know, take the money, pay off whatever's left. If I make anything from it, the family have it. Why did you say, I can do this? I didn't think actually that the land would sell that well because of post-Brexit and because we were at the start of COVID. Like everything was really uncertain. Um, Plus, I guess in the back of my mind, I just, I love a challenge. And I felt like I needed to do it for them to finish yeah. it off. Um, I don't know why I thought that because I could have really messed it up. Yeah, it might have even been better. In, you know, if I'd been th- probably wasn't thinking logically. Okay. Absolutely wasn't thinking logically and was probably just going with my heart rather than my head. Okay. Sometimes them decisions are the best, though, aren't they? Well, it turned out all right. And where are you with that now? Coming to the end of it, got probably six months left, just finishing off the last two houses on that site. What's it like being on site as a woman? Because <laughs> you just said, can I use the toilet, please? And he was like, yep, you can use that one. And he was like, don't worry about a toilet. I've been using... Uh, Portaloo. For the last, how long? Two years. Yeah, so how is it on site? <laughs> is it, is it, is it a nightmare? <laughs> it, do you know what? I've got used to it. Like, And it's like anything, you do get used to it and you adapt to it. So, I mean, when I first turned up on site, like I'm dressed smart today, like I've made a bit of an effort to come and see you. But when I go, normally I'm in steel toe cap boots, I'm in trackies, I'm in a hoodie, yeah. high vis, whatever. Um, I turned up on site my first day dressed like this, um, you know, expecting all the lads to have email addresses and, you know, some kind of like project management software yeah. that we were going to be using. Um, very wrong, very wrong. <laughs> What was was it a shock that first day? Um, yeah, I felt sick. You went just, home and you it actually was sat it at was home. winter as well. Do you oh, know what okay. I mean? Like it was muddy, it was freezing cold. There weren't even the like welfare facilities. So obviously the first thing I had to do was get the welfare facilities. Yeah. And actually the day before the welfare facilities arrived, HSE turned up and fined us. Okay. So it was a, a crap start. Um, That'll never happen again, will it? They actually turned up four more times after that. Oh, I mean, you'll never make that mistake again. <laughs> never make that mistake you? again, no. no. No, not at all. Okay. Um, no, and then since then, I've put myself on like a health and safety course as well. Just okay. the next, So the next time they come, I was like, there you go, there's my certificate. I know what I'm doing now. Um, but yeah, it was, it was like, well, it's like walking into school on your first day, but you don't know anyone. You don't know where anything is. You, you actually don't know anything about the job. Um... It's to- everything's totally alien to you. And there's no other women either, so it's all men as well. So, like, there's nobody like you in the industry. And then you don't know anyone like you that does yeah. it either. There's only a handful, isn't there? We were having this conversation yeah. off camera just. We, we only named two we, people. Well, yeah. You and another Me person. Me and one other person, yeah. yeah. And that's off the top of our heads. So, yeah. having a woman um, come in to do the podcast on a property channel, it's amazing. Because the only other woman that I know that does this is my Isabella. Um, yeah. she doesn't use social media she's not on there but it'd be great if she if she did do it because like you she would bring a lot more to the table where women were like oh my god I can do this Yeah, because it is a male orientated world absolutely did you get anybody on site that spoke to you a little bit shitty 
Yeah, I've had them. Okay. Um, I've really had to toughen up. I just, I wasn't sort of emotionally prepared for it when I took it on. Um, and I was probably a bit soft and, and, you know, maybe didn't make all the best decisions to start with. Um, but, you know, a year down the line, 18 months down the line, you start to toughen up. And, you know, you learn that there's some people that aren't nice people. And yeah. so being nice to them doesn't do anything. So there's some people that you just have to deal with a lot harsher than others. And yeah, I've been like intimidated by men who've come on the site and, you know, perhaps they're not happy because they didn't get a contract, for example. Yeah. Um, or if it's somebody that I've had to let go. Um, yeah, and they and they do use being a male and being like physically bigger and whatever to intimidate, but it's part and parcel of the of the job and that's something I've just had to get used to. Dealing with the intimidation side of things, was it easier as it like you said, as it went further along in the in the build? So the first three months, do you think you'd have had that in you to have them confrontations absolutely not and like actually never expected it to happen i thought you know like most people you meet are respectful aren't they whatever and sometimes they might say things like oh was you know is is the man in charge around but just innocently you know but then when in their eyes yeah well in their eyes they actually say that genuinely. Oh, no, but in their <laughs> eyes, they think it's banter. Yeah, like, they and try like, and pass it off and as, not, but they mean it. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, then, then you get other... You know, like, you know, you're in business. You meet... There's people that aren't nice people. Yeah. And you meet them and, you know, then I, th- I feel like sometimes being a woman puts you on a back foot when you meet them people because they can be more aggressive. Like, they are just physically bigger and have a deeper voice and yeah. can be more aggressive towards you. Okay, so now you are coming towards the end of this development that was mm. kind of forced upon you. Yeah. Is this you forever? Is this your, or no? Do you know what? While I was doing the development, because I kind of was researching what other people were doing and like the likes of what you, you know, what you're doing, you're one of the accounts that I started following on Instagram to sort of try and educate myself. Um, okay. I built up a property portfolio and um, set myself a goal of doing 10 houses in 10 months. 1.5 million in a year or something. Yeah. Is that what you did? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Although I've got number 10 technically is still in legals. Okay. It's a few problems. It's it's listed. It's, yeah. But that's the 10th one to secure. Okay. So I've got that property portfolio in the background now that, you know, covers my living costs. If I never did a development again, I'd be all right. Um, and I wanted that security because when I first got into development, um, and I'm sure as a lot of people who are in development know, you're always asset rich and cash poor. Yeah. So having that rental income coming in meant I could live off something because at the start it was just off credit cards. Yeah. You know, when you pay everyone takes else. A long time, doesn't it? Yeah, it and does, it and it, it's looking at minimum a year to just to break even. Yeah. Um, and in them times in COVID, you know, it was a slow drag. People weren't allowed to buy houses. People weren't allowed to look around houses, move house. So it was slow to break even, really was. So you built 25, haven't you, on the site? <clears throat> we actually got planning permission for an extra one, so oh, 26 okay. now. Um, selling them, how is it working? What are you doing? Are you doing it yourselves? Have you got someone in to do it for you? Um, we are the developer and principal contractor, so oh, okay. we use a team of subcontractors directly. I project manage everything from, basically once the roof's gone on, I project manage the fit out. Uh, and then I've got a site manager who manages everything sort of from out of the ground up, and I okay. just kind of keep an overview on that. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I've forgotten the question. Are you, sorry, sorry, okay. <laughs> um, selling the properties. Selling the properties. Are you, is there any sold? How's it working? What's, have you Yeah, so we sold, or? we sold off plan, which in itself was a mistake because COVID was coming and we knew the lockdowns would come. We thought, you know what, let's get some security. Let's sell these off plan. Who was to know that property prices were going to go up 20, yeah. 25%. Um, so we sold a lot off plan. Um, for probably 20 or 25% less than what we could have done. Wow, how many? <laughs> um, probably about 10. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, we've kept kept four to rent halfway through to a social housing yep. for the, you know, to meet that yes. obligation. Um, and then the rest, oh, we sold a couple more off plan as well. And then, yeah, th- we've got basically, we've got four now that aren't on the market that are currently getting built and I've got no interest in selling them. Oh, okay, that's good. Yeah, because... Add them to your portfolio. I think so. Yeah. Because unless I've got something else to put that money into, I've broken even now, that money in the bank's a waste of time Yeah. with inflation. So, yeah, I think I'm going to keep those. Um, and let, They're not ideal buy-to-lets because they're like quite big four-bed detached houses. Yeah. However, unless I've got something else to put that money into... I'm just gonna leave, I'm just gonna leave them sitting there. And if another bigger project comes up, I need to pull that money out. Then maybe we can look at refinancing, or maybe I will put them on the market if they're not already tenanted. So okay. it's nice to have options. It's great to have options, isn't it? It is. And cash flow is always the most important part of any business. Because, mm-hmm. like you said, in property, especially development, you can tie up all of your money, and you can be living on credit cards for six months, a year, two years. Yeah. And who knows with this COVID? You never know if it's going to make a comeback and they shut everything down again six months whereas if you've got your rental income i know they tried to give the tenants a break during covid who couldn't but there was a lot of tenants who still paid yeah there was during yeah. COVID. so at least it's there safety nets mm-hmm. security and stuff like that so family wise you have a i've child? got t- i've got two kids oh, yeah, two, seven and ten one. yeah okay. i've got two kids um i'm single mum, so that added to the pressure well, a little bit. I was about bit. to say that, so you had to put yeah. development and yeah, mum yeah. life. Yeah, mum wow. life. So I'm quite lucky in that I am share them with their dad 50-50, so, okay. um, and we have a great relationship, so you know he helps out where he can. Um, but yeah, it's still challenging. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you do to relax? Oh. Um, what is your thing? What, to how, switch off, be away. How do you relax? Yeah, how do you relax? We <laughs> I don't know, relax tell here. me, it's how crazy. do you relax? Um, how do I relax? Well, I've got, I've got two kids, so like, sometimes I will I don't know take them to a trampoline park or like just literally just to unwind or I've actually bought a property um my number nine rental property was in uh, Marbella in Spain wow yeah that's pretty impressive yeah so I've got that um empty at the moment and I go over there probably every other weekend at the moment wow but I'm looking at, I'd love to spend kind of 50% of my time over there and be able to get the development business to a position where it's um, able to be managed remotely part of the time where I, had, where I just haven't got to be on site every minute of the day or even every day. That would be my ideal position. It's all about who you surround yourself with. If you have the right yeah. team in place and you've yeah. got the right structure, it can be managed remotely, can't it? Yeah, and we've got a great team now. What needs to happen now, and they've been with me now for like two and a half years, what needs to happen now is we just I just need to pivot a bit adjust it give them more responsibility um and fill in any gaps that that are there but they're totally capable i mean they know more than me you know they're saying shall i do this shall i do that but actually they've been doing the job for like 10 15 20 years they know more about what they should be doing on site than what i do yeah well when you are the boss 
or mm. the owner, you should have smarter people around you in pockets of areas that you're not the greatest at. Yeah. There's no point being the smartest person in the room. No. You need to have smarter people around you that can do things for you. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's something that I have here. So everybody that we have here doing other jobs are way smarter than me in them areas because I know what strengths I have. So I play to my strengths and the stuff that I'm not good at, do I really want to learn it? Or would I rather, if, if I can employ someone who can do it 10 times better than what I could, what's the point in me wasting six months, a year, two years of my life trying to learn it when I can just get it done? But that's my take on it. I'm, I'm yeah. very big on putting people in the right positions and stuff like that. One mistake I made when I started out was just try and save money. I was trying to do everything myself. You know, I was yeah. helping unload the lorries and I was cleaning the houses and I was... And then I realized, I, I just realised actually my time's worth more than that and I can add more value by not doing those things and by being in the office or being on the phone or, um, you know, speaking to people or just... There's just better things that I can be doing, looking at the finances, speaking to the bank manager there's just better ways to spend my time than I mean don't get me wrong sometimes you know the house is getting handed over the cleaners haven't turned up so you've got to get and you've got to get on your hands and knees and scrub that floor but that shouldn't be the norm which it was to start with but it's self-awareness yeah so once you start realizing what you're not good at and where your time is better spent that's how I believe you grow yeah because everybody wants to cradle the baby when they first start something and anybody that starts a business or a development with 26 houses on you want to know everything that's going on. You want to be part of everything. As soon as there's a decision to make, you want to be told about it. But realistically, once you start getting into it, you're like, I don't need to know that. Yeah. Make the decision for me because you, it's not. I think it's a confidence thing as well. When I first started, I just, or I kept thinking every day, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. And as soon as that mindset shifted, I was like, I know what I'm doing here. I was like, I don't need to do that. That person can do that. That yeah. person can do that. Actually, I can concentrate on this. And you start to like, I've created the role for myself because I felt like I just didn't fit in um, on a construction site. And I didn't know what my job should be, but I knew I should be there. And I knew I had to, a, a role to play, but I didn't know what that should be. And I think I found what that should be now. And that is oversight, project managing, um, getting new deals in, um, and yeah, finan- looking at the looking at the figures and, and controlling the finances. That's good. Inspiration, where's it come from? Who do you take it from? Um different places really. Uh obviously my dad was a an inspiration um in how hard he worked. Literally he was a lorry driver and he went from there to, you know, property developer. So that's a big inspiration. I, you know, watched that happen from a child to a teenager and into an adult. Um Instagram I joined so I joined Instagram um during COVID to learn and to be inspired by other property developers I was actually sort of thinking oh I I wonder if there's any women property developers I'll go on Instagram I'll try and find them there really isn't many as we've already discussed but then obviously I came across a lot of um you know businesses and and men as well who are doing property development and I've made friends since then as well with people I've met on there you're going for dinner in a moment aren't you or yeah. lunch with Tej going for lunch with Tej and Shaz the, my broker yeah I yeah. think Shaz is Shaz in Birmingham I believe he is no he's, he's South Wales oh is he but, but that's his whole tagline isn't it where's Shaz because he travels oh, okay. everywhere because every time I see him it's Birmingham 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 he's he, he goes everywhere he seems like a really nice person I've not met him yet yeah I did a networking event with him in Birmingham once oh, okay. um yeah, he was the one actually that took me sort of by the hand and went, you know, come on, you need to come out and after COVID, went to the first networking event. He's like, you need to start going out and meeting yeah. people. Yeah, he's in, he, I'm going to a networking event, I think, next, this month with him 
and somebody else. So it's the first time I meet Shaz. Yeah, but no, apparently he's, he's a great broker, he's a really good guy nice, as well. Yeah, he's a very nice guy. Oh, actually, I did turn up to a networking event and he was there. Of course, he is. He's everywhere. Yes, he is I everywhere. Did. Yeah, Tom TT's in the background, <laughs> and he's there going, yeah, Stephen, you did meet him, actually. I remember now. We was, is it PIN? I think it was a PIN network. The event was horrendous, by the way. Okay. Um, I don't know if we're allowed to put that out on the podcast or not, but no, that wasn't very good. I don't think I've been to a PIN event. You don't want to. No, okay. You're seriously wasting your time. Oh, I'll take Just you a sales patter to sign okay. up to courses and, ah, okay. and stuff like that. It's not, it's not good. Yeah. Um, so you went on social media. What's your thoughts on social media? What do you think about it? Because we all have opinions. Um, <laughs> good, bad. What, what's your thoughts on it? You know what? When I started on social media, I was very, very passive. And I was just there to take. Like, I was pretty quiet. I was just watching and watching and watching and learning. And, and as I started to get more confident and put more of myself out there, I actually started to get more from it. Yep. Um, in terms of... I know what you. I know what you're getting at. You're looking at the, some of the people that are on social media. Yeah, <laughs> mention I, no names, but there's a lot of um, f- fakery out there. Yeah, social media is the highlights, isn't it? It's your highlights. It's not really. It should be your highlights, and it should be genuine highlights. Yep. But some people accentuate their highlights. Yes, I would course. say. Yeah, I, I think it's not just in the property industry. I think it's on everything. Yeah, of course. Across the board with yeah, social media. Yeah, of course. I love social media. I think it's a great tool. And I think it's a great tool, like you just said, if you tell the truth. If you yeah. if you come across genuine, people can see through it as well after a, after a certain period of time. Mm. You can tell who's doing great and who's not doing great because you can't keep it up forever. It, you, you have a time. But with what you do, I see the interaction mm. when I look at your pages and I see what you're doing. And that leads on to your... When I said, who do you take inspiration from? Well, you're an inspiration to so many people out there who can genuinely see that this can be achieved because you had nothing, no knowledge, really. I know people are probably going to watch this and go, but her dad was a property developer. But Do you know, he always told me, because I said, oh, maybe I'll get into this one day. And he, he'd always go, no. it's not for, like, you You wouldn't fit in. It's not for women. Like, you're doing well. You do what you're doing. Just yeah. you carry on with old that. Old school. Yeah, old, proper old school. Yeah, but you are an inspiration. And I've mentioned your name to a few people that are in our network, mm. saying that you're on the podcast this week. And they was really excited a lot. And it wasn't just women that was excited. It was actually genuinely men that was excited, saying, I'd love to get a woman's interpretation on the property world mm. um so you're going to do some kind of mentoring i presume or some kind of coaching yeah i've just started doing property coaching so i'm kind of targeting it towards women yep. who would like to either go from uh buy to lets into development or who would just like to start their own buy to let portfolio and you know a lot of the women that i'm speaking to they're messaging me you're an inspiration i want to do this they haven't got the confidence or, they, or they're lacking some part of the knowledge to do it. But I think it's so important that women have um, some kind of financial independence. And I think by, like a buy-to-let portfolio is such a great way yeah. to get there. And if they've already got that, then take the next step and look at you know commercial conversions, development, that kind of thing. Do you get a lot of time wasters on Instagram or social media <laughs> who message you and you look at the messages and you, you interact because... <laughs> You do reply to people's messages. Yeah, of course. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, I've just wasted 20 minutes of my life and you really are not go- not going to do anything. Or you actually sit there and you go, well, that was a waste of time. Have you had that yet? Do you know what? Not every contact on Instagram is going to be 
of benefit to you but I definitely overall get more from it than what I you know than the time yeah. I lose so um you know and, and if you do get people asking a lot of like silly questions yeah but they were in the position I was in three years ago so that silly question to you now mm. might be a question that I don't think is silly it's a genuine like they just don't know yeah they do they just don't know and you don't know what you don't know do you no it's true <laughs> it's true I get a lot of questions on social media and I read them and my whole thing is be nice be kind you know you've got to be yeah no you've definitely got to, you've got to be really and you've got to treat everybody how you want to be treated and sometimes I get a few questions on social media and then I'm looking at it I'm like I have to reply but I really don't want to reply to this because it's like the most it just makes no sense but yeah social media powerful very very powerful tool but it, it can be a very misleading place if you're of that if your brain works like that you can sit at home and see other people's highlights and be like why am i there and and you can start actually getting yourself depressed yeah from social media because you, you there's always going to be somebody that's doing better than you like mm. and and they're going to tell you about it on social media yeah. but i think take it with a massive pinch of salt yeah. because as we discussed not all is what it no, seems on social media what it seems now and a lot of people on social media who are selling something yeah. or trying to gain something from somebody, they just need you to see the highlights. They don't want yeah. to see the negative side of things or yeah. the bad side of things. And that's why we do the weekly here. We do something called a weekly um, and we film our whole week, Monday to Friday or Monday to Saturday if the guys ain't on holiday as usual, all of you. Um, and we put it out every week. We've done it for 28 weeks consistently. So you see what we do every single day of our lives as yeah. in the property world. And I think when you can show like you, you show what you do. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why people are attracted to what you do because they're seeing it, you're practicing what you preach. You I know, really I haven't important. got thousands and thousands of followers, but what I do have is engaged, interested followers. Yep. Um, because I don't, well, okay, occasionally I post a few pics of my holidays in Marbella, which, you know, is like living the life, but I've, I feel like I've earned that now. And I said I, tur I turned up today in my Range Rover, but yep. yesterday I was driving my Peugeot Bipper van. Yep. So, and I try and show more of that side of it than the other because there is more driving a van than what there is driving a Range Rover, yeah. especially at the beginning, especially when you're working your way up like I am. But when you work hard and when you put the effort in, it is nice to, to have those things. Yeah, and, and the Range when you Rover can is, afford them, for yeah, sure. Range Rover's a lovely thing to have and why shouldn't you show it? Mm -hmm. Because someone's going to message you and say, oh, she's showing off in a Range Rover. But like you said, two days before... For the last two days you've been driving your van yeah so you can have <laughs> and the that. van makes me the money the range rover doesn't no the van pays for the range rover although the, the range rover is hybrid so it's tax deductible you know oh, okay okay <laughs> gotta look at go. all those things as well yeah throw that in there get that out there <laughs> for the thingy so giving some people some inspiration speaking to some people who are watching this now because there will be a lot of people watching this because obviously we don't have many women guests or many women in property so to end the podcast you was forced into this situation, unfortunately, mm. but you've done absolutely amazing, fantastic from it. What would you say to anybody who's watching this podcast at home right now or wherever they are, give them some kind of inspiration to get them started because a lot of people don't take action. They're nervous, they're scared, they're shy, they're quiet. They feel though it's a man-orientated industry. What would you advise somebody to do to get started? Not just in development, could be rent to rent, service accommodation, buy to let, turnkey, flip, anything. What would you say to somebody? I think what they need to do is really identify what's holding them back. So, and if they can identify that, then work on it. Maybe it's the fact that they need 
like a mentor you know maybe they need to build their knowledge on a specific area um which you know they can get a book about or read about or maybe they're just a bit lazy and they need to take action um and a lot of the time that's what it is it's either confidence or it's just oh I'll do it tomorrow um and until you know what I would not be in this position now if I hadn't been forced into it so I would have been that same person as well but I've had that mindset shift now where I'm like I'm very very proactive uh you know doing the 10 houses in 10 months that kind of thing um once you've broken through that mindset barrier you're running then aren't you that's good that's 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 a good thing to say because people sitting at home now I do think it is laziness a lot of it I think when someone says they want to do something it's not that they can't because everybody can mm. it is down to laziness or they're in a funk where they're in repetitive the same day everything's the same they go to work they come home they have dinner and then they get like two or three hours before they go to sleep and they're like I just want to sit down mm. I don't want to read I don't want to go to a networking event I don't want to engage with anybody but then they wake up the next day when they're going back to work and in the morning it's like, oh, I really don't want to do this again. Mm. But they get into a cycle, which is just life. Or like, <clears throat> they could have the priorities wrong, which is what I used to, you know, I used to, when I was contracting, I was getting my money, I was spending it on holidays, handbags, shoes, you know, all the nice things that I wanted. I wasn't looking five years down the line and going, oh, I'm good th- how, how am I going to retire? Because I'm, I'm self-employed. Like, I wasn't looking ahead. So I think that's important as well. Like, what do you want your life to look like in five years, ten years? Yeah. What do you want your life to look like in five or ten years? (laughs) Do you know what? Like this. Oh, wow. (laughs) Wow. That's a great answer. We've just had this conversation, me and Tom, COO, and he literally just said to me as we walked walked down to to get the microphone, he said to me, what do you want? Like, what are you doing this for? Like, where where do you see yourself in five or ten years? And what you've just answered is a great answer. You want to be, you're happy? Yeah. Content? I'm con- really content. Um, wow. You know, I've had two, two and a half years of pretty much, like, really bad, you know, bad time. <laughs> like, you know, standing knee-deep in mud on a building site in February and, you know, grieving and all that kind of thing and, and not being financially stable. And I've got to a point now where you know, number one most important thing, I'm healthy, I've got my health. Um, and if you've got that, you've got everything because it doesn't matter what else you've got, if you're not healthy, forget it, like you're not gonna be happy. So number one, health. Number two, I've got that buy to let portfolio. So if anything ever goes wrong with development, I don't know, there's a huge recession, whatever, I've got that rental portfolio that's cash flowing. Um, and number three, I'm surrounded by great people. Um, so I'm really happy in my life. And if I can do more of the same, I will. That's really good. I'm presuming that, like you said, you had a hard time with the development. It was a very emotional two and a half years. It was. I can imagine. Yeah. It was. Well, well done. Absolutely amazing. Um, I think you're a massive inspiration to so many people out there. Not, and not just women, genuinely. Um, I don't do developments. And what you've done, even I'm like, wow. I'm in awe because I think it's incredible. 26 houses. You know what? It's just a process, though. I bet if you got into it, you'd do it. Yeah, that's what everyone keeps telling me. Yeah. Every single once, person. Once you've built 10. <laughs> yeah, everyone keeps saying <laughs> The to next me, 10 Steve, are easier. <laughs> when is the developments? When's the developments? I'm like, I have no intentions of doing developments. I'll stick to and my... And it's what you said, surrounding yourself with a great team. Yeah. Yeah. If you've got the team, you can do it. I have a great team here, and my strategy works for now. But you never know. Yeah. Never say never. You never know. Might buy a piece of land and build 20 houses next month. You have no idea. I'll mentor you. There you go. Yep. <laughs> Sign up today.
Um, but thank you very much for coming on. Thank you for um, having me. No, it's been I, a pleasure to meet you. I massively appreciate it. And I think we're going to do the 30 questions now. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Let's do so, it. Yeah, thank you very much for coming on. No I worries. It. Guys, hope you enjoyed the podcast. Stay tuned for another one coming soon. Peace.